This episode of FYI All Things Mental Wellness is powered by Reliance Mechanical Services. With over 100 years of combined industry experience, Reliance Mechanical Services are the local leaders in all things commercial heating, cooling and ventilation. Please head over and check out Reliance Mechanical Services at reliancems.com.au. That's reliancems.com.au. We've also thrown a link to their very beautiful website in the show notes today. And without any further ado, let's jump into the podcast. If you or a loved one need mental health assistance or are experiencing a mental health crisis, call Lifeline 24-7 on 13 11 14. Hello and welcome back to FYI, all things mental wellness. Today's guest is a guy who was born in Bendigo, Victoria, and is one of four children. Two of his siblings were born in Papua New Guinea, where his father originated from. Married to his beautiful wife, Monique, together they have three adorable children. His main love in life is AFL football, cricket, fishing, and of course his family. He began playing footy and cricket in Bendigo before moving to our region and continuing playing with a few other clubs. A lovable all-round great guy that is admired by many. In fact, we found it impossible to find anyone that had anything bad to say about him. He's a real credit to his family and our community. It's with great pleasure I'd like to introduce to you all, Zach Mona. Hey, Zach. Zach. Thanks for having me. No worries. That's true too, by the way. Did I see you roll your eyes when David said we really struggled to find someone? Every time I brought up your name, they go, oh, he's such a great fella. Oh, you'd find a few. (laughs) (laughs) We didn't look hard enough, Dave. We didn't look hard enough. There's always a few around Albury (laughs) Dongo. Thank you so much for coming in, Zach. I, I don't even know the correct wording, and and I'm, I'm we're all here for the purpose of um, of racism, obviously. But we'd like to start back when you're a young fella, and obviously David's told us all that um, your dad was born in Papua New Guinea, and your mum's an Aussie too, is yep. that right? Yep. yep. So obviously a man of colour. How was growing up for Zach in in uh, in country Victoria? I sort of, oh, obviously, growing up in Bendigo, I didn't really feel different, yeah. I guess. Obviously, I was involved with sport quite early, and I think that's probably a good feeder sort of thing to get into the community. Mm. And mm-hmm. Like everyone knows you. Um, yeah. yeah, mum was a school teacher. My uh, nan was, she was pretty high up in the church. Yeah. Um, so everyone, like a lot of people knew us and- um, yeah. Yeah, I, I, I didn't really, like, you didn't really cop it until, or you didn't really sort of know about it until you sort of got a bit older, like when you went to high school and you, mm. like, you used to play on it a bit, like, you used the card at, at school, like, but then sort of as you get older, you sort of realise you can't, okay. you sort of can't do that. Yeah. yeah. Um, what, what, what's the card? Excuse my ignorance. The, the, ra- the race card. Right. The, okay. Yeah. So, You'd use it at school, like if you got in trouble with teachers. You'd, yes. Oh, is it is it because I'm black? Like yes. So you, you used to do that, um, okay. like jokingly. Yeah, jo- just yeah. joking around. Like the, yeah. that. The thing with us that Dad always instilled in us that is, if someone's got an issue with your colour, it's their issue, not yours. Mm. So just it was essentially just 
use humor. That's I guess when yep. he moved over here, that's how he sort of approached it. Sort of use humor or yep. like just to try and deflect it. Yep. Because like it's the elephant in the room. Like you, mm. of course. Um, and that's of the end. The thing with dad is that also he was, he's a lot darker than what we are. Um, yep. and obviously moving over here in the in the eighties, like well, he married a, a white girl. Yeah, was uncommon back mm. in the day. Like mum, mum copped a bit of heat from the the priests because she was a lay missionary. Oh, so right. she was over as a school teacher over in um, Moresby. So she copped a fair bit of heat for the relationship that they had and and all that. So and even in the family too. Like my grandmother at the time, I think don't think she was very accepting of it at the start. But then obviously when they get to know or when they got to know dad and and everything, mm. then that sort of changes perceptions. Yeah. So, and that's probably a similar sort of setup to to myself, like even moving up here as well. Like when people get to know you, they, you break down those barriers and that it's just, oh, he's just a normal guy. Like Absolutely. he's the same as, he's just the same as me, essentially. Well, that, that's what you are. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, that, that, exactly right. Yeah. Mm. But yeah, like you say don't judge a book by its cover, but everyone does. Yeah. yeah. So, Sadly. Yeah, sadly, yeah. that's Im- right. I mean, it's improving, isn't it? Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah, I would like to think it's improving. Yeah, that would have been tough for your dad mm. back way back then. But And I, I like what you say about he instilled in you to use humour because uh, I suppose that the, the opposite to that is, you know, a lot of people do use violence. Yeah. Uh, whether it's verbal or whether it's physical. So, yeah, good on him for instilling that in you guys. So once you got to high school, what were the changes that you say that you saw or heard or or were a part of? I guess it's probably like obviously with the like music that was or that is around these days, like people use the N-word um, yeah. mm. and like jokingly, yeah. but it's like – and I guess the thing is you sort of accept it if you know the person and you're sort of joking like it's a bit of, of course. banter. If it's in your circle. Yeah. Yes, but then you get someone who says it and then – and a lot of the time it wasn't myself that was getting offended by it. It was how my mates reacted to it. Like yep. someone said something, they'd want to go on. But, yep. but the thing is I think because I grew up with everyone, like everyone sort of didn't – sort of differentiate you that much because we'd all gone to school together. We played footy, we cricket. Yeah, it was just if someone outside that bubble or mm, circle. Your circle. Yeah. So it's just you'd hear things like when you play footy, like from you'd hear it over the boundary from supporters. Like not – like so there was a funny one. I used to play for Kangaroo Flat, so we were green and white. So these two old ducks were calling me Chalk Mint. Like but in saying that though, like – and the way that you sort of would look at it, well, they must be only saying it because I'm get a kick, getting a kick. Mm. But, yeah, it's just one of those things. You, as you get older, you sort of put two and two together, like, and, yeah. That astounds me. And and I, I guess on a personal level, I, I've been through a little bit of this myself. I grew up in country Victoria. I'm obviously of Italian descent and, and I got a lot of it. And we're not that different in age. I'm obviously older, but um, yeah, it still just blows me that that sort of stuff goes on. Um, 
mature age people that should know better. So how did you deal with that when, when you heard, did, did you just let that wash over or oh, did you react in any way? Not really. Um, there's no point getting worked up over it. I guess that's, that. Uh, yeah, I, I don't know. It's just one of those things you just sort of water off a duck's back, you try and just yep. don't worry about it, just keep going. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, I guess probably the difference between that and what happened. Yeah. So um, it's just one of those things you probably cover it later. Yeah, but, yeah. Um, probably j- yep. But, yeah, I guess you just sort of. Try and push on. Try and push and, on, yeah. And ignore that outside yeah. noise. Yeah, good. So from Bendigo you moved to Albury-Wodonga? Yep. And how was there any change in what because you, you continued to play footy, you continued to play cricket, so you were still quite active in sport. Was there any change that you saw coming to a different area? You know, I, I'm guessing a lot of people didn't know Zach. Yeah. So you didn't have a community. Yeah, well that's probably you'd cop a lot more eyes, I guess. Yeah. How old were you then, Zach? Uh I was twenty one, I think. Right. Yep. Yep. Yeah, Monique was pregnant. I moved up here. I was a third year apprentice. Yep. Um, and yep. yeah, I moved up here, got a job with ATEL when they yep. were still operating. And yeah, just that was my first. I actually I moved up here and there was a bloke, I got a job with a bloke out in Yakadena called Ivor. I thought he was this big, burly Eastern European. He was a small little Sri Lankan. <laughs> and um, yeah, that was really good. Like he was, he was really good. And yeah, it's funny because I, I guess if you probably spoke to me on the phone, you wouldn't, it doesn't probably reflect. Yeah, of course. You wouldn't think, oh, he's, he's dark. You know what I mean? Yep. And I remember I was looking for a job with an employer down in Rutherglen. Someone had given me his number. I rang him up, organised to meet him down there. He's like, yep, no worries, come down. And then I rocked up, knocked on the door. His daughter answered the phone. She shit herself. She's gone back into the house. And then I went and sat in the car with Monty. And then I think it was her brother-in-law come out and said, oh, he'll be here and Nick will be back in five, ten minutes. And then they rocked up. And then obviously he was a bit taken aback when he saw me get out of the car. But then obviously after talking to him and explaining all the experience and Rady Ray sort of said, yeah, no worries, you start, start on Monday. And then I sort of broke down a few, like after a couple of months, I sort of asked him, do you reckon you would have employed me if you had have known that I was coloured? And he goes, mm. probably not. But in saying that though, he goes, he actually probably, his perception changed because obviously he realised we're not different, we're the same, we're hardworking, we get in, we have a crack. That's the thing. I think that's probably the – you get stereotyped, I think, and especially that's probably the biggest thing that when we moved up here because then my brother moved up and, like, I remember he got, he got tailed at office work so they thought he was stealing stuff and he dresses like a bit of a gangster. But, yeah, like it, I think that's probably the thing. You get sort of stereotyped that you're mm. dishonest or you're – No good. Yeah, just, just the common stereotypes that, that come with it, so – Brave of him to admit that, but it, isn't it unfortunate that you you must like what I hear is you've got to prove yourself. Mm. Yeah. You you have to continuously prove yourself to communities and to people that Zach is a good person and 
yeah, I just... That's only 20, 20 years ago, roughly. Exactly. Roughly 20 years ago. Less than. Yeah. Less than. Crazy. And, yeah, so that must be tough. But, you know, hat off to you for asking that question. Hat off to your boss then to admit it. And, and thank God that probably changed his perception, which is good. But unfortunate, you've, you've got to run that path, I guess. Mm. So while we're on the job scene, what, what about – because obviously you're in a totally different job now. So did you find changing jobs was difficult as well because of – of your colour? Not really because obviously no. your word of mouth. And the best thing was probably football yep. mm. and cricket because obviously you network, yep. you create big networks where people know people, you get jobs sure. through that. Um, sure. And, yeah, I guess your, your work sort of speaks for itself. Um, of course. Obviously because you're, you're only as good as what you produce. Yeah. So, yeah, I, I didn't really find it too hard to, to get jobs, but, yeah, most of it's. Word of mouth. Word of mouth. Yeah. And we're in a small enough community that that, yeah. that still is the case now, isn't it? And what about the sporting clubs and the football clubs that you're involved with? Because you have played Ovens and Murray and you've gone off to the TDFL as well So, and played some cricket. So ev- everyone there was accepting. You, you didn't find any barriers you had to break through in sporting groups? No, I think probably, if anything, I sort of played up on that if you know what I mean, like just to sort of. Again, in a jovial yeah, way. Yeah, just to, just, you'd make like, you just take the piss out of yourself essentially. Yep. Um, but then it sort of just gets rid of that elephant in the room. Everyone's like, yep, he's fine. Rara, yeah. play on. Like, yeah, good. Um, and, yeah, I like, I've, yeah, just the, the support from the footy clubs and, and even the, the boys from cricket. Like I haven't played, I hadn't played at Paddy's for nearly for four, four or five years. And just the support that they showed, like from text messages and stuff like that. So, yeah, like that's it. Once you're into those, once you're part of that community, you sort of never leave it, I guess. Mm. And that's, yeah, that's probably one of the best things about sporting clubs in general. Sporting clubs and groups. Yeah, absolutely. Isn't it strange uh, how us humans have that reverse psychology mechanism in ourselves when we know something could be a a topic, we joke about it, you Mm. know, like... Growing mm. up as a kid, if you had a pimple, it's like, oh, this one's a safe way, red spot special or, you know, mm. things like that where you try and ease potential tension or yeah, with that reverse psychology. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. But again, it's it's better than the, you know, the, the, oh, the direct opposite as well. So, well, that's refreshing to hear from from footy clubs and, and cricket clubs and sporting clubs as a whole. So I guess we have an elephant in the room too because um, obviously the the main reason we brought you in, Zach, was to chat about a recent um, episode, I guess, that happened in the local Talangata and District Football League Grand Final where someone was charged with racial vilification and obviously you being the person that copped that, I guess. So tell us about it. You're playing in a grand final, you know, something all footballers aspire to do or all sports people aspire to do. Tell us a bit about the day. Oh, obviously you try not to make too much of a fuss about it. Like obviously Mm. I've been lucky enough to be involved with a club like Kiwa where you have the chance to participate in a bit of success out there. Like it's a, yeah, obviously – a, a great club mm. with great people yeah. and great culture. 
and yeah, I, I guess started off all right. I was getting a touch. It was yeah, I think we were we were leading for most of the first first half, and they sort of they pegged us back a little bit. And I yeah, I was just going about my business. Like obviously, I pride myself on being a hard but but fair footballer. Mm. Um, obviously, it's probably one of my attributes that I I do I try to emulate myself over um, like a a Byron Pickett. Like just yeah, try and influ- influence, not explosive. I'm not. <laughs> <laughs> that's one one gene I didn't get. <laughs> I got that from my uncle. Uh, <laughs> but uh, yeah, obviously, just try and insert yourself on the contest and physically, physically, yeah, yeah, of course. And normally, I'm I get a bit lippy, but I was pretty didn't say anything really. I was just trying to get the footy. Mm. Um, and yeah, it was just a contest. I put old mate on his ass. And he didn't like it, and he fired back with the your dirty black F. So yeah, um, and yeah, I sort of at the time, I obviously I was I was more shocked and dumbfounded. Like, are you actually going to say that? Like mm. in this day and age, like you know what you can and can't say. Mm. And it was just like I had two thoughts. It's like, do I just do I let it go, or do I, and he was he was vulnerable too. He was on his ass. He said it and I was like, well, I could go and just belt the living shit out of him. Mm. But, and at, at the stage of the game, we were, I think we were just up. If I get sent off, then mm. puts us a man down. It's not worth it, mm. I guess, at that point. In retrospect, it probably would have, it might have impacted the result if I had have gone the knuckle. But I think it's not, it's not who I am. I I'm not into that. If you're gonna, if you want to fight, go and play, go and box. Mm. Like, if you're gonna get the footy and you're gonna go hard, go put your head over it. But there's no point bluing or throwing punches. Mm. So that's yeah. At that point, and then it sort of it was about half time. I just didn't know what to do. Essentially, because because obviously, Zach, you you've got split seconds to make these decisions. You know, you've put him on his ass, he said what he said. So you've got a split-second decision to make because the game rolls on. Yeah. So you make the decision to play as you play and that's fair and hard. What happened then? Were there did other players around the, around the contest or other players that heard? or So one of our, Josh Morrow heard and he obviously, he went after him mm. and said, you're a racist, right? Yeah, piece of shit. Yeah. Started, the, then they had a bit of an altercation and then I just said to him, just leave it, don't worry about it, keep rolling, mm. um, essentially. Because that's the thing, if you get fixated on it, then they get distracted mm. and then... Oh, you lose your mindset too. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um, and sort of during that, I was, I probably focused on it a bit too much because I, in my head it was, let's really, like, we've got to win, we've got to, I want to call him out, I want to mm. call him out on the stage. Like that that's what was going through my head. It's mm. like I wanna I wanna get the medal, I wanna get the mic and I wanna Yeah, yeah, call him out. Call you out in front of everyone. And that was probably one of the obviously the, the result didn't go our way. And I was probably overthinking it when I was out there. So trying to do too much, you were obviously yeah, probably just overthinking overdoing it, over mm. exerting yourself because you're obviously you're trying so hard to to get that result, obviously it didn't go our way uh, in the end. 
but and then sort of after the game because I didn't, I didn't really I didn't tell many people I sort of said it at half time to a couple of blokes to try and fire them up but I mm. think it had the opposite effect where they were like oh what do we do yeah mm. um and like Jack Neal the senior coach came up because I think they'd heard something or they heard it on the on the sidelines and he approached me and said are you okay and I I was just like I was a mess. Mm. <laughs> I was just there's so much going on in my head. I just didn't know what to do. I, and that's that. Do I, do I just do I start fighting? Do I mm. go about my business? What do I do? And and I guess for he, for Jack as well, like he didn't know what to do because it's like how do I approach this? Do you think that had a that incident had an effect on enough of the team to affect the result? I feel like if I had have said something then most definitely it would have probably sparked them a bit but because I didn't want to make a big issue about it mm. and after the game like obviously after we'd had a few it was about 2:30 in the morning that's probably when a lot of people found out about it even like uh, assistant coaches and that I I had like one of the assistant coaches at the cricket on the weekend come up to me and say I didn't I didn't even know I found out like before it just as it sort of came out and, yeah, I guess that's a few of them said to me, well, why don't you tell us? Mm. Why don't you say something? We would have flown the flag. But in saying that, though, it could have gone the other way where it just turns into a bloodbath. Obviously, the week before the seniors played in that prelim, which was there was a few fisticuffs thrown, and obviously that's not the club or the culture that we want to have. Yeah, of course. Because we're not about that. And I guess if you go down that path, you're just stooping to that level, yeah, I guess. Yeah. yeah. So, and, and, and that's the, yeah. Can you explain after the game, like handshakes, you go around, what, what was the feel? Were you? I went, I went looking for him. Yeah, I bet. Yeah. Um, probably I got stopped by, or not stopped, but Michael McWilliams, who's a big, I think he's the coach of the twos. He came up to me because one of their younger kids who must have been in the centre, he heard it and he actually went up to him, went up to Mika and said, um, he's just said this. So I think from from talking to Mika, and I, I know Mika through the friends, and he sort of said, look, we, we don't condone any of this. I don't know what was said. I'm sorry it's happened. Right, and I, I just, I said to him, "Look, mate, just enjoy it. Like, we'll sort it out. Don't worry about it." And yeah, I, I, I yeah, I was like, "Well, shape my hand at least." Mm. Like, that's that's the way I was brought up. I was always brought up that no matter what was the result on the field, you always look at the bloke, shake his hand, and that's it. Mm. Like, so did you shake the hand of the slayer? No, no, no. Why not? Like. I couldn't find him. Oh, right. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I I was looking. Do you think he hightailed it out of there, realised that he'd fucked up? Yeah, you could see it in his eyes when he said it. Mm. Yeah, he was scared. Mm. Like, I I think he would have thought that I was just going to belt the shit out of him. And I, I can still I can still picture it in, like, in my mind, clear as day. Like, after he said it, he knew he stuffed up. But then, and that's that's another thing that sort of, it's disappointing that he just kept going. Like mm. I said to him, I said, mate, you're going to be in the board mail. Like that's how dumb you are. 
And he, he goes, well, what are you going to do about it? It's one to say something and know you're fucked up mm. and shut up or try and rectify it, which mm. I guess on a football field it's not, it's not the platform. So you've, you've stuffed up in what you've said, shut up and play on. But to continue on yeah. is, is very sad. Yeah. Very sad. And, and how sorry and how scared was he, in fact, because everyone's got the choice. or we, we can all muck up, but you've got the choice to stop or you've got the choice to carry on. And he, and he obviously chose the choice to carry on, which is disappointing. But a bonus, well, you know, a positive there that I see is their coach came up and, and, and said what he said, that the club's not about that. And that's, that's positive. Mm. That's, that's a oh, real that's big positive. 99 people, 99 times out of 100, that should, you know. Correct. That should happen, 100%. Correct. Zach, you just, you just said um, you can still see player and the circumstance and, the, and, you know, looking into his eyes and can you share how the, the past few months have been for you and, you know, life, life after the incident? Has it changed what has it changed? Has it changed? You know, I can, I can see it's racing through your mind now. Like I can, I can, I can tell you. You know, your cheeks are shivering a little bit when you talk, and like, it, can you explain how this has affected your life and your family's life since the incident? Yeah, I, I guess I, I've not that I've put it to the back burner, but it's just it's probably changed my outlook on the way I act mm. and because I'll, I'm, you'll speak to a lot of people. I'm, I can be a smart ass. Like that's just my nature. And I, I, I'd probably throw a few things out there that were pretty pol- politically incorrect, I guess. And, and I guess that's probably the biggest thing is that well, I've sort of had to take a backward step and say, well, maybe I need to look at my own actions as well of what I'm doing because then it then has an impact on my kids and their how they're gonna sort of take this as well, like, mm. and like my daughter, she's she's pretty smart. She's she she was picked up on it, and, and I guess that's probably the the thing is the way I deal with it. I've got to try and help them for when it happens, if mm. it does happen to them. Like, unfortunately, you can say, oh, in an ideal world, it's not going to happen, but we all know it is. Like my young bloke's got a like he's they they all tan up, unreal. Um, like my Lucky daughter's, my, my daughter's blue eyes, blonde hair, tans up, like unreal. And my young bloke, he's got, like he rocks the little mullet, or both of them do, yeah. rocks the little mullet, but he's, looks, yeah, he's all year round, not just summer. Mm. Yeah. Um, and I guess, yeah, like for me, it's, it, it's been, it's been hard. It was hard for money, obviously dealing with my emotions because I'm, not the most emotional person. Mm. Um, like that's probably a trait from my dad. We don't share a lot of emotion. Right. He's only really started to get a bit sentimental now that he, like, because his sister just passed away. So, and, and I guess that's probably as you get older, you probably you sort of got to break that oh, mm. big macho man mm. sort of thing. Like if you don't hug your mum and dad now, like you might not get a chance to. Yeah, of course. Like, and I guess yeah. So I've, I'm probably, I'm not very, I'm not a very, I'm emotional as in I'll get angry, mm. but I'm not emotional as in like, I'll give you 
like my mum a hug. Yeah. Like I'm, I'm just starting to do that, and that's that's probably my my wife. Their family's quite love, love, lovey dovey and, and yeah, yeah, cuddle each They're other. They're breaking and, you down, Zach. Yeah, yeah. That, that I slowly, yeah, slowly, <laughs> slowly they are. Um, like I didn't kiss my mother-in-law for ages. Yeah, <laughs> like not not like that. Um, <laughs> like on, on the cheek. Um, <laughs> Yeah, like I'll do it on a birthday now, but yeah. it never used to be. It just used to be one of those things where I see you every day. Why am I doing this? Yeah. yeah. Um, but yeah, like with with my, it's probably probably the impact it had on my dad. Is probably the biggest thing that he just kept apologising to me after the game, and just kept saying, "I'm sorry." Like, I'm sorry, I didn't teach it. I didn't bring you up to fight it. I'm sorry, you just didn't. Ex- you're just accepting it, and that's probably like he was. He was in a dark place for quite a little bit and it's one of those things that's, do I say anything? Do I bring it out in the open? Because if I do that, I'm just creating a fuss and then like I'll give you an example. I just started playing water polo last year. I was at the pool, one of my best mates. He was in front of me. He paid for a family membership and they said to him, oh, you can pay for it when you get home. Anyway, I said, can I do the same thing? She goes, yeah, you got to pay for it now. But And he'd, he'd already gone and I didn't probably – I just sat, stood there and I, she, she would have been able to see I was I was ropeable. Mm. And I went up to Alan. I said, oh, I said, she just charged me. And he goes, no, nah, bullshit. I said, no, she just charged me. And, and I, I went home and I told Mon – and she, like one of her friends, she's pretty high up in, oh, she works for the MCC now, so she, but she used to work for Hawthorne, rah, 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 and she's got contacts and sort of put us down the path that we could, because obviously it's run by an AFL club, what we could do and how to approach it. But just sort of got to a point where it was like, it's too much effort. Oh, I'm sorry, I'm fucking dumbfounded. Are you not dumbfounded? Yeah, it's just disgraceful. I just, you're talking about last year. Yeah. And it's, it's just one of those things, like it's, do I make a fuss about it? Um, is it a fuss though, Zach? You know, I love Eddie Betts. You, you know what Eddie yeah. does? Eddie calls them out. And, yeah, and my wife's shared a few of those. Call them out. And, and that's crap. That's the thing. It's when it's, I don't know, I, it, and that's the thing. It's just, well, and I guess that gets back to the point where Dad's was sort of apologising for it because it, you're just accepting it. And I guess, I like, that was the thing I had to – had to go down the track, and I just thought, stuff it. Like, and that was locally. That was local. Yeah, that was local. Yeah. Yeah. Last and, year. And the other thing is because I I didn't want to create a fuss for the next time I went there. You create a scene, and then it's just like, well, yeah. I get it. I get it from your point of view, but Jesus. And, and I don't. I, to be honest, I don't know if the girl knew that she did anything wrong, whether it was just ignorance or or whatnot. But I was just like, well, hang on, here come I'm not. Mm. I'm the same. I'm doing the same thing. Mm. I work for the same company. We're on the same, pretty much the same wage. Like, there's no difference between me and that. and that. But that's that's just, yeah. Not that you just sort of water off a duck's back. Yeah. Play on essentially. Yeah. But with this, because obviously I saw the the impact it had on not just me, my my older brother, because he was fil- like he's still filthy. He wanted name and shame. He wanted. Yeah, if I had have told him on the day, like he, when I did tell him, because I didn't tell him till sort of half time of the seniors, and he was 
filthy. Mm. Like even even me mate who was he was out there, he watched the footy, he sort of he said, Oh, what about what happened to you after half time? I said, Oh, yeah, no, just they're just better. And then sort of after he found out what happened, he sort of put two to two and two together and yeah, it was just that's probably the my wife's family, like the way they sort of were affected by it as well. Of course. And like my father in law's he's a pretty well connected man in Aubrey. I don't know if I can give him a shout out, but no. <laughs> he might he Why might not? sponsor you. Is this, <laughs> is yep, this, give him a shout out. <laughs> Johnny Lawrence first one. <laughs> is this after the news the border mail and it, it became public? No, this was bef- before before it. Yeah. Um they were yeah, like he wanted to leak it to well, he obviously knows quite a few people. He wanted to send it, but then uh, the other thing is if you do that, you interfere with sort of the process. Because like, mm. after, after the game, well, after our game, like Brito and um, B-Wall, they came up to me and they said, well, what do you want to do with it? And I sort of didn't know because sort of come back to the, do I make a fuss about it? But sort of after I said, oh, yeah, well, I, I think we need to do something about it because the thing is I'm, I'm getting on in my career, like I, I don't have many years left. I, I do it for an outlet from work. I take all my anger out from work on blokes in opposition jumpers. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> but, yeah, it was sort of the way that the club stood by me and were happy to support me. I think that was probably the biggest thing. And, and, and like my family, like Monique, she was – Still in her top searches. Right. <laughs> she, she Facebook stalked the shit out of right. him. Um, surprised she didn't message him. But, yeah, I guess that's probably the thing that he didn't realise how much of an impact it has on not just the one person mm. but the wider mm. the wider group. Like, Oh, it just it ricochets out everywhere. And I guess – it's about calling it out. And I mentioned Eddie Betts before. I think he does it wonderfully in the last few years, you know. He screenshots any racism and he puts it out there and he shames them. And I, th- I think it's 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 one of the best ways to call these ignorant people out and that's been polite. I, I just – I'm still dumbfounded about the pool incident. I'm dumbfounded about the footy incident and, and yeah, it's – what about your own? What about your own personal health? Uh, since you know the the mental side of things, I guess probably after the after the decision, sort of, or the other sort of the thing that sort of irked me a bit was that the fact that I, I know that the whole name and shame, but I got named and shamed. Mm-hmm. Not 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 named, not shamed, but you, you don't have to be a rocket scientist to figure out who it was. Mm. Like there's only one bloke, pretty much in the Talanga League, other than a couple of juniors. So that's why when I was approached by the border mail that I put myself forward because I was like, well, everyone knows it's me. I just put two and two together, mm. come out. And, and the way that Andrew wrote the article I thought was pretty good. Like yep. he, he's obviously, that's why he's. Absolutely. Um, Done it forever. One of the number one there. So, um, yeah, that was, the, the thing was, well, I, I've been sort of put out in the public space. Correct. Like, I feel like you should own up. Like I feel like he should have owned up to his actions, and instead of hiding behind the article of the, like, we're not going to name, just come out and say, "Yep, I did it. I stuffed up." And I, I guess he could have probably put himself in more of a 
positive light, I guess. Because mm. yep. you can sit there and and one of oh, sorry, I'm probably backtracking a bit, but in one of the uh, like he wrote an apology letter to me, and one of the comments or one of the bits in that was that I have Indigenous friends. I've let them down. I've let myself down. Rah, rah. And it's like, well, I couldn't give two shits if you've got Indigenous friends. You don't – what we were talking about before, if, it's, if they're not in your circle, don't say anything. Mm. Like if you've got a joke with your mate, you can say that. And he, Everyone's different. Like I was sort of – yeah, that, that, that really pissed me off. And the other thing was that they – the other thing also with it, the, the whole tribunal system, like for the whole thing, it's great. Like I, I think it's fantastic the, the however many weeks he got, right? I think that's – it needed to have been made a, a big mm. thing. But the problem is they're all middle-aged white men. These Indigenous footballers, people who have been through it before, why, why isn't one of them not on it, mm. on the panel? Like the Murray boys, like as soon as it came out, the support I had from Derek Murray, Jeff Garlett, a lot of people just out of the woodworks. It's like, why can't we? Why can't we get someone who's experienced it and who can actually tell you? It's like, it's like a male gynecologist telling someone a, a lady how to have a baby. Mm. Like, they don't know what it's going to feel like. Mm. Just because your book says doesn't mean that that's what it is. Mm. Um, and I think that's valid point. I yeah. think that's one of the things that sort of pissed me off is that, and as Cookie, who was my representative, said, none of us will ever feel what you've gone through. And I think that's until it's happened to you. And and as I said, when I was younger, I used to joke around with it a fair bit. Like I'd I'd find it uncomfortable to joke around about it now, I guess, because I sort of make myself a bit of a hypocrite if I if I mm. do it. Yeah. That's what I feel. But as one of my mates sort of said to me, he goes, if you lose that, then you sort of lose yourself and I guess that's probably what I struggled with the most is that I was I've said some incorrect things before does it make me a hypocrite by me calling this out and as I sort of went back to is that the impact it had on my dad and I don't want to ever like I don't want my kids to sort of have to go through it I guess so if you can sort of make a bit of a difference by calling it out and saying, well, hang on a second, this isn't absolutely this isn't right. We we know what we can say, what we can't say. Like this is off limits. Like uh, Yeah, yeah. hundred percent. It doesn't matter if it's on a football field or it's just in public, you know. It doesn't excuse right. the it doesn't excuse the fact that it's in sport. it's just not on. Whether it's you're down down the street or wherever you are, you you're in you're in public and it's just mm. not acceptable. Absolutely. Does it make you a hypocrite? I don't know. But at least you're owning up to it and you're saying, look, I've done and said some things that possibly weren't politically correct. But moving forward and a very valid point you make about the tribunal and and the people making the decisions, maybe that'll be a job for you down the track, Zach. Yeah, well, funny enough, the lady who was taking – Judge was her name was Karen. Oh. <laughs> Karen, yeah, yeah. And, she, and that's that's probably the thing. She was trying to tell me how I should feel and what I wanted, and she sort of pushed me away from going down the tribunal because she's like, "Oh, well, we can resolve this in house." And I think trying to sweep it under the. And road. I don't know if that's a. I think that's probably what's happened. A lot of the time is that people because they're worried about the backlash, they're worried about 
the attention on them that they just sweep it under the rug because mm. it's easier. Like what I did with the pool, it was just easier. Just don't worry about it. We'll just roll on. And, yeah, I think, yeah, that's probably because yeah. they obviously reference from other cases of what. Has previously had. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Like there was, I think there was one in Melbourne or something. And to be honest, to, to his credit, like he actually, he, he he owned up to it as well. Like yep. he could have fought it and said, no, I didn't say that. But obviously yep. he was caught red-handed, so he sort of had to. But I think that's the, yeah, it's just hard with that whole someone trying to, who's never experienced it, trying to tell you how to feel. Yeah. Putting words in your mouth. Yeah. yeah. And that's probably, oh, like I remember getting off the phone with her and I was livid and my wife rang me and <laughs> I lost it. I, went, I was going off my head. And she's like, well, she was in agreement. She goes, well, what are you going to do? I said, well, why is it up to me to decide what the punishment is for this bloke? Like if I had a king hit him, mm. it's black and white. So why is it not black and white by what you're saying? Exactly. And it would be the same as if you brought someone's mum into it or like with the Harrison Petty thing. Mm. Obviously both sides were saying something. So mm. that's where it's a fine line Like because yep. they were both treading it. But I didn't provoke him. I didn't say anything. All I did was go hard at the footy mm. and he didn't like it. Yeah. yeah. Can, can I ask a question? I've asked this um, many times to friends and, and family since this has happened, Zach. So if it was Dave Cappé's eight-week suspension for striking Zach Mona, that's what would read in the border mail. How come your case wasn't like that? To be honest, I don't really know. And that, that was the question I posed to the Border Mail because I read that article and I thought, hang on a minute, a bit like you said, I put two and two together and worked out that it was possibly you that was racially vilified. So straight away, most people reading know who it is, but no one knows who the perpetrator is. So how do we... How do we make a difference? How do we change if people can continuously hide behind racism? H how can we make a difference? Why oh, do you think? It seems like a protection. They're trying to protect the Tlangata League, uh, you know. Like, yeah, like it just doesn't sit well with me. The club, obviously, you know. Of course, and and it's not a ref always a reflection on the club, um, because Chilton did come to you and and tell you that. So, anyway, it's probably something for um, someone else to answer down the track, mm. I guess. But it does sound, yeah, to, from the outside looking in, it does sound like they're trying to protect, which is so many f forms of wrongdoing. Yeah, like absolutely, this, you know, in this situation, and that's your your example about striking before. They're always they, there. The media comes for you, you know. Because if I'd if I'd hit him, oh, you're I'm, up, Mona, I'm up, yeah, in, yeah. I'm up in lights, and then it, yep. oh, why did you hit him? Yeah. Yep. Well, this is why. Yeah. Like, and that's for me personally. Like, I, I would feel a lot better if I had have hit him. Like, I still, mm, I still you, battle with that. Yeah. Like, and that's. I think you did the right thing. Oh, right? I think you did yeah. the right yeah. thing, hundred percent. And that's, but that's the other thing. Like, I'm. I saw. I, I don't know. Subconsciously, I don't know if it was when I was out there because, like, I, I coach Oz Kick. Mm -hmm. Um, I, I don't know if it was well, if if a couple of those boys are out here and they see me go on the knuckle. Is that the right thing to do? Is that the right thing that we should be showing them? Mm. Um, and yeah, I, I feel like if you, as I've said 
I said before, if you're going to go hard or you're going to be physical, do it at the footy. Don't do it off the ball. No, like, that's right. Absolutely. So if you had something something to tell us, you know, in some of wrap, wrapping this up, what, what would it be to our listeners and I guess on both sides, you know, so people in a similar boat to you, people of colour, people who are um, in a minority group and also to potential perpetrators? Oh, I think you've just got to be proud of who you are, your culture, your background. Like everyone's got a story. Everyone should be proud of it. Like I'm, yeah, no one can ever take away the what my dad's, Taught us like our cultural background, and I, I'm proud to say that I'm I'm Bougainvillean, Papua Guinean. I'm also Australian. Like that's that's the thing, and I guess you just because we're you, know, you look different, you shouldn't be stereotyped or branded as being different. Because at the end of the day, we all bleed the same. We all, yeah, of course, we do everything the same. Whether it's a little bit different, like we all have different customs, we all have different different ways of going about our lives. But um, I just think that, yeah, you've just got to be careful. Like I, I feel like sometimes we can be a bit politically incorrect. Like worried politically correct. Correct, sorry. Yeah, yeah. that's it. And, but I, I also think that there's, there's reasons why we're progressing and getting to where we are because there is a lot of shit that happens. Yeah, of course. Um, and I, I guess if you just sort of, try and take a backward step and look at the bigger picture and look at, yeah, everything as a whole instead of just a small. Um, I still feel like the the the, um, the way it was handled after is a bit prehistoric. You know? Absolutely. Yeah, I think that's, um, yeah, anyway. Room for improvement yeah, there for sure. Absolutely. Zach, we end with a few questions. <laughs> Nothing that you have to give too much thought, of course, just a bit of light humour. Camping or a five-star? Camping. Camping. Pineapple on pizza, yay or nay? Oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Are you an early riser or a night owl? Uh, early riser. Yeah. Beach or snowfields? Uh, beach. Lager or craft beer? Uh, craft beer. Craft. Okay, so if you could write a sentence on your tombstone... What would you have on your tombstone? Codfather. <laughs> <laughs> I wish. <laughs> it could be that if you like. Ho- hopefully it says he landed a metery. <laughs> yeah. That's, yeah, well, landed a metery. Yeah. yeah. Nice. Thank you so much. Yeah, thank, thank you, you so much for coming on and, and, for and being brave enough to talk about this topic that I think um, – yeah, is unfortunately still happening in society, but it's it's blokes like you that try and yeah help stamping it out. Yeah, you're um you're a great role model for your children. Mm. So I think I think that's the most important thing to to take out of out of the incident and how you handled yourself. And yeah, absolutely, keep being you. Cheers, thanks, guys. Thank you.
This episode was edited by Deadset Podcasting. If you want your podcast to sound this good, check out deadsetpodcasting.com forward slash services. Get the sound you're chasing.